data. It's the backbone of the artificial intelligence revolution, the core of enterprise transformation. Yet, an Accenture survey of 700 organizations showed that right now, less than one in five companies are adept at unlocking the intrinsic value of their data. The rest are up against a complexity conundrum. Hello, I'm Anisha Tank, an investor, broadcaster, and coach, and you're listening to the Accenture Enterprise Transformation Podcast. In this series, I talk to leaders from Accenture and their partners, and together we explore how every part of every business can be transformed by technology, data, and AI, combined with new ways of working and new opportunities for growth. We look at how cloud is the enabler, data is the driver, and AI is the differentiator. Now, when it comes to data, there is plenty of it, often stored across organizations in different places, but tracing data is a challenge. Sometimes system infrastructure isn't seamless and it's hard to find simple information, right down to where are my customers, assets, and people. That's a missed opportunity to raise productivity and performance. Accenture, along with partners such as Snowflake, is helping organizations address this problem by leveraging digital tools such as cloud, and we're about to find out how. So joining me today is John Robertson, President APJ at Snowflake. It's a cloud computing-based data cloud company where thousands of organizations mobilize data with near unlimited scale concurrency and performance. We also have with us Duncan Eady, Cloud Infrastructure and Engineering Lead Accenture, APAC, and LATAM. Well, first of all, a warm welcome to you, John. How are you today? Hey, good morning from Tokyo. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Manisha. Excellent. And I'm really excited about hearing your insights and some of those case studies. I'm sure it's going to be really interesting. Duncan, how are you doing? Uh, Ready to talk about the cloud infrastructure business? Hi, Manisha. Yes, I'm doing great. Thanks. And uh, appreciate you hosting us today on on this really topical subject. Looking forward to it. It certainly is topical. And guess what? Let's plunge in with you, actually. This survey of 700 organizations that Accenture is behind, I was really surprised to learn just how many companies need help with breaking their data free. I mean, we have these assumptions that everybody knows how to do it, but that, of course, is completely presumptuous. What is the intrinsic value of all of this data and why does it need to be broken out? Yeah, great, great question and, and a good place to start. Um, I mean, as you hinted, data is now really a, a valuable asset. Um, and as such, a company's data can be really a unique source of competitive advantage. So it's an asset which you and you alone possess. Um, It can be harnessed to create new and improved value propositions for customers, for suppliers, for partners, for employees. But as you say, today's complex data landscape has really made it very challenging for organizations to unlock their data's intrinsic value. Accenture's research shows that only 25% of those 700 organizations that we surveyed across the globe are actually realizing the potential of their data and their analytics projects today. Um, Much of their data are dormant or underutilized um, because they're trapped inside functional silos. And as a result, analytics has really remained isolated by function or by department. 
Unlocking maximum value is only possible when data breaks free from these silos. So all data can be analyzed together in one place or through a distributed computing strategy like a data mesh. And we'd therefore recommend breaking down silos being a prerequisite for enterprises to activate advanced AI or machine learning. Duncan, I'm not going to lie, you make it sound very exciting because just the concept of all of this potential that's stored in the data, albeit in silos, but breaking that free and what that can then do and the value that unlocks, it is definitely a really positive concept. However, and I mentioned this in my introduction, and John, let's take it to you, there is this complexity conundrum because as much as it's an exciting prospect, Duncan talked about all the different types of data that might be there in all of those different silos. How do you actually manage to process all of that? That's something that Snowflake specializes in. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you achieve these aims that Duncan's talking about and some of the pain points in even reaching the goal? Yeah, sure. I mean, Duncan really summarized the uh, business impetus, the business value in you know, being able to understand your data, find your data, and do better analytics on your data for, you know, monetization and, and creating new business opportunity and so forth. Um, what Snowflake does is more kind of like under the covers, what we're doing in terms of providing um, access to that data in, in a better, more efficient way. I mean, our founders were, you know, two engineers that had been working on, you know, Oracle relational databases most of their career and just realized that it was too complex. I mean, all customers are have been traditionally, you know, enterprise customers, I mean, have been doing their data analytics on-prem in a data warehouse on-prem, physically tied to their own infrastructure that they had to manage. And, you know, you'd be lucky to get yesterday's data. Typically, you're analyzing data that's a week old. So it was expensive. It was hard to really get any business insights in real time. And our founders said, okay, we can basically get rid of this complexity by creating what we call the data cloud, which is essentially leveraging the um, elasticity and the power of the public cloud with a customized architecture built specifically for the public cloud. So basically get rid of legacy, go into the cloud and bring all the different data together with governments and you know enterprise level security to improve analytics, solve data business challenges and reduce the cost and complexity. Um, and their strategy is probably the reason we've done so well is to keep it simple and just make sure it just works. So that's basically our sales pitch. It's simple and it just works. And, you know, Duncan, and you both hit on AI being the differentiator. There is no AI strategy without a data strategy. And essentially what we believe is that the platform we built, the data cloud, is essentially the governed data backbone for an organization's AI plan, their strategy. And so it reduces all that complexity we just talked about, but it gives access to data you can believe in a single source of truth. And um, what's really you know, cool about what's happening is as the platform evolves, as customers use it, they want to bring on different types of data, structured, unstructured, semi-structured data, bringing new use cases. And the whole thing is just kind of evolve as customers use it from what used to be kind of a primarily a data warehouse approach to data lakes, data engineering, app development, data sharing collaboration. The thing's just kind of grown over the last 12 years and customers are getting better and better at looking at these different data types in one safe, secure location, having visibility to a single source of truth that they can trust and know it's reliable data, and then start making decisions around that. 
that's the complexity we're trying to reduce. And that's how customers can extract more business value more quickly. So as you were describing what you do, and, and it, it, it does sound simple, I can't help but think there must be some pain points. So let me just, just share a metaphor, for example. One of the reasons I don't particularly enjoy cooking at the moment is because I haven't got around to sorting out all of my spices and my ingredients and labeling them and making sure they're in the right place at the right time so I can reach out for them. So it's a bit of a nightmare when I'm trying to navigate my kitchen. But similarly, if you want to have a great outcome, which is that beautiful dish that you've cooked or you've put together, you want to have all the ingredients that go into it be in the right place at the right time and accessible. So that is my metaphor for when I listen to you. You know, it's great that it's all there in the crowd and cloud and, and then you can have that perfect finished product. But getting all of your ducks in a row in the lead up to that, is that is that a bit of a struggle? Do you work with some of your customers on that? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's an interesting analogy. Um, I, I think that if it, it, cloud native companies like startups that were born in the cloud, they get this stuff, they, they understand it um, instinctually. They don't have legacy. They're data scientists to begin with. And that's why, you know, they're growing the way they are. But it's all the big enterprise customers around the world that need help with that complexity. And, and like you said, kind of organizing your kitchen and making sure you know where everything is and, and know the right ingredients and have a recipe. There's a couple of challenges to be specific. One is if you're on-prem, like most customers still are, you need to get the data into the cloud. So you need architecture for that migration. And you have to take that stuff from on-prem into the platform. And that requires a partner that has the skills and the knowledge to do that. Secondly, you have to think about business process and change, creating a real strategy for the business around data, why data is important to your business, what's the value of the data, and you know, having a, a business outcome tied plan with the business side of the house, not the infrastructure side of the house, to drive more value from the company's data. And frankly, that, that's where Accenture really you know, steps in and helps, in my opinion. You need especially to have an AI strategy, you need to have a data strategy. And that means, you know, Duncan referred to this, but you need to get rid of the silos, you need to get into the cloud and get to that single source of truth. You need to stop managing infrastructure, start data sharing. You need to build a team, a real CDO with, with authority and power, um, with business outcomes identified. This is all the kind of stuff that Accenture is extremely, you know, powerful as, as a partner. That's where you need a, a powerful partner like Accenture. And that's you know where we work together a lot in the field these days to help customers realize those two benefits. So to summarize, getting to the cloud is not easy. It takes a good partner. It takes a good technology and a good strategy. But you also have to have a business plan and a team and an organization that's going to drive this. And you have to take it seriously. Yeah, you got to have the right tools, don't you? Duncan, Obviously, there are huge benefits, and you alluded to this earlier, huge benefits from the cloud-based solution in terms of performance gains, right? So if you get all of it right, and all of those components are in the right place and they're working fine, uh, it can all go quite well. But I know you looked at some of the numbers around this in the Accenture survey. If you've got any examples or use cases that you can share, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. This is obviously uh, a key aspect. And I mean, it's interesting, John mentioned that there's no AI strategy without a data strategy, which is absolutely true. Um, but there's also no data strategy without a cloud strategy. But what we found, um, referencing back to the survey that you talked about, um, is that data leaders, those companies that are the most mature practitioners of delivering value from their data, they typically coordinate a strong data strategy with their broader data ecosystem. 
their partners, their suppliers, their regulators, and so on, even their customers. Um, they also democratize their data, creating a portfolio of user-centric data products tailored to how the business is actually structured and operate. Um, and this really helps ensure that employees across the enterprise can easily leverage trusted data and analytical tools to really create meaningful insights in close to real time, um, giving the opportunity to open new revenue streams, improve organizational decision making, and really boost operational efficiency. And as such, our report finds that they're able to derive more value faster than their competition and to have a higher probability of achieving better financial performance than their peers. Um, and now that's all really underpinned by cloud. All of this requires a robust digital core to extract the full value of data at an affordable price point, and that's important. Um, by digital core, we mean a cloud-based modern data platform that breaks down the silos that John and I have both been referencing um, over the course of the conversation so far. And I emphasize cloud-based because the cloud provides the security, the performance, the scalability, and the elasticity needed to train IR models on your own data and to run real-time analytics to make just-in-time business decisions without breaking the bank. That's the, uh, the cost point. Um, because really, you only pay while you're using it in the cloud. On-premise, you're paying for the peaks at all times. Uh, so cloud's an incredibly important part of the economic model. Um, and the need for a data-centric digital core applies across all industries. So indeed, you know, together with Snowflake here in APAC, we already have joint customers as varied as a global mining giant through to a Japanese investment bank who are using their cloud-based modern data platforms to democratize data and create new business opportunities. So the Japanese bank, for example, has digitized its entire CRM using a data management platform and AI to analyze product purchase probabilities on behalf of its marketing professionals, so democratization. And this has led to a 30% increase in purchase rate for sales promotions. So real business bottom line value uh, from increased revenues that have come from the use of the modern data platform in the cloud to run artificial intelligence. So Duncan, that's really interesting about democratizing data and the kind of opportunity that comes from that. But John, I want to come back to you and a little bit of pushback because this is a question that does get thought about, asked about a lot. You earlier talked about the cloud being secure. What are some of the reassurances that your customers look for from you about using cloud technology? Obviously, there will be those who are very familiar with it, they're native to it, but there will be other more legacy businesses, let's say, that might have a difficulty coming on board. They might have lots of questions about how this really works, how secure it is, what sort of assurances you can give them. Yeah, sure. I mean, that is a common question. So first and foremost, I mean, compare what you've got today to what the cloud provides, and you'll see that there's probably a lot more risk in managing things yourself with your small team than there is in being in a cloud that was purposely built to run financial services data, government data, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
there is different rules and regulations by industry um, and by co- country. Essentially, what customers are looking for is proof that you know it, it's it's a stable environment first and foremost. It's not going to crash. That you have you know uh, control over access to the data to make sure that only people that have been given permission. We talk about democratization of data all the time, but you have complete control over who accesses the data and how. Can they read? Can they write? Can they do queries? Can they just look at it? So again, these things, the cloud and Snowflake as well, were designed and built to be better and more secure and have less risk than the traditional on-prem models. That's the whole reason that cloud has taken over the world is because it's more secure. It's not just about the, the massive, I mean, the ridiculous, obscene cost savings you get out of using cloud versus on-prem. Well, that's always, you know, in our case, we see 50 to 70% reduction in cost by using the platform instead of doing it themselves. Great stuff. Well, look, I'm going to ask you both a final question, and it's around all the excitement about generative AI. So it's a revolution that is very much upon us, what would be your call to action on data? Because what we're not talking enough about, particularly in you know, the public space and in the media, we're not talking about how data is really the backbone of this. It goes back to my kitchen analogy. <laughs> you need to make sure that everything is in the right place and uh, you know how and where it can be accessed in order to produce that wonderful dish at the end of it. Um, Getting the intrinsic value out of any of this data, yes, AI is a spoke in the wheel that can help, but what would be your call to action on data in this context? Let's start with you, Duncan. Sure. Uh, And I think you actually summarized the nub of the challenge very well. At the moment, AI and especially generative AI uh, is taking all the headlines. And, you know, um, but actually to really get the value from those AI use cases, you do need to have your back end uh, properly built, configured, and consolidated on the cloud um, in order to be able to access, interrogate, analyze, um, and uh, present insights from your data in order for that AI actually to have something to work with. Um, and this really brings us back to the digital core. So. Um, my piece of advice would be start with the end in mind. Um, So understand what you actually want to get out of your AI use cases um, and then design and build your back-end digital core in order to achieve those data monetization goals. Okay, so a colossal reverse engineering exercise. John, you get the last word. What would be your call to action? on data, especially in this world where everyone's talking about the potential of generative AI. I mean, what's the point of using it if you haven't got all your ducks in a row where the data is concerned? Well, there is no point of using it without having all your ducks in a row. I mean, we've all played with ChatGPT. It hallucinates all the time. It's fun. I mean, you can get really interesting responses, but you you get out what you put in, right? The data that's it's scraping from the internet has not been verified or justified. You don't know what you're going to get from an LLM tool like ChatGPT. It's a lot of fun for planning your vacation, but you wouldn't be making career decisions or business decisions on it just yet. Um, I'm just repeating myself, but it's the same thing for enterprise data. You have to know what your data is, where your data is, you know, 
what's the value of that data? And you can't really do that in silos on-prem. You'll have different business units managing their part of the data and sharing stuff on spreadsheets and looking at, you know, intelligence. It just doesn't work. Um, I'll give an example of a customer in Tokyo that is starting to use AI um, because they had a data strategy in place. So they migrated a bunch of their uh, on-prem data warehouses to uh, Snowflake a couple of years ago. And the uh, the customer, I can't mention their name uh, officially, but they're uh, a big convenience store chain. And essentially what they've done is they took inventory data that used to be on one separate system. They combined it with weather data, which was another outside data source. And then POS point of sale data that they had in a separate system and put that all on the platform. And now what they're doing is applying AI to that to essentially be able to proactively pump out instructions to over 10,000 convenience stores around the country to say, based on today's weather, you need to get more umbrellas you know, by tomorrow morning and sitting in front of the shop. Based on today's weather, you need to fill uh, the uh, refrigerators with more cold drinks, more beers, because it's going to be hot. And you're currently, you know, only forecasted to have this much. This is stuff that would have taken humans on-prem weeks to figure out can now be done more and more in real time. So that's, you know, where we got to get to and where data savvy customers are on their way to already. So what's my advice? First of all, get your data strategy in place and get into the cloud as quickly as possible. That's where all the innovation is. And, you know, you think of, you want to think about AI, you really need to have a single source of truth, uh, data that is protected, secure, can be shared easily, and is in a safe place. I mean, that's what the data cloud is all about. And when you have that, AI can be applied to it with confidence. Um, in just the last few months, we've released a whole bunch of products, like uh, a product called Cortex, that allows you to basically build contextualized LLM-powered applications within minutes. Uh, document AI that allows you to you know, search PDF and um, unstructured data and get insights super quickly. Uh, Snowflake Copilot, Universal Search. Um, I mean, this stuff is moving quickly, but it's not of any value to you if you're still on-prem and looking at yesterday's news. You really need to migrate into the cloud and use a sophisticated platform like Snowflake as quickly as possible. Well, hey, I live in Singapore where the weather is really unpredictable. So I can completely appreciate that example that you shared. You know, and I get it. And I, I, I'm, I will come away from this conversation, particularly with this idea of getting to the single point of truth in my mind. I think this is a, a really important place, actually, to wrap it up uh, with that thought in our minds. Uh, thank you both so much. Um, John, I hope you found this interesting and enlightening to some extent, because it's always very interesting to hear the interactions between both of my guests. Yeah, it was a great session. I mean, uh, Duncan and I talk frequently. <laughs> we're, we're involved in a lot of uh, projects across the region to help customers. So it was definitely fun to have this three-way conversation. And I appreciate the opportunity. It was great having you on the program. And Duncan, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing all of those insights. I'm sure it was quite an exercise putting the surveys together, but they've been really useful. I'm sure you'd agree. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, and obviously all of this research uh, is available for people to delve into on Accenture.com. Um, and uh, I've also enjoyed our opportunity to chat and uh, 
uh, I'm sure that uh, next time we're having a discussion, uh, there'll be something new to talk about because this is a really fast moving space uh, and a really exciting place to be. Uh, and perhaps uh, one of the uh, uh, most game-changing opportunities in technology uh, that I've seen throughout my 25-year career. So looking forward to the next instalment. Exciting stuff. Many thanks to you both. We have to leave it there. Thank you again to our listeners for joining us for this episode of Enterprise Transformation. If you have any feedback or questions about this podcast or the topics that we've discussed today, you can contact us at accenture.com forward slash generative AI. This podcast is produced by EI Studios, the custom content division of Economist Impact. Economist Impact.